Do you know that from your position, you can change your situation? Do you also know that you are the master over the created world and that you are meant to rule over everything God has made? Listen carefully to Pastor Shegun Obaje as he brings to you with simplicity and clarity the message of the new creation realities in Christ Jesus. Be blessed as you listen. Your heart of what is done for you, of his goodness to you. Come on, from the abundance of your gratitude, deep within your heart, come on now, go ahead and give God praise. Give him praise, give him praise. Lift up your hands and minister to the Lord and bless Him. Lord, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Oh, Ranama Santi Labarashatayaba. Sembrane Maroshi da Bradia da Basha da Baya Sikaranamashi Ombre Namando Rodabosa Karanabasha de Bria Mandalabosina Mante Karosha de Imarazunele Barosha Talabaye da Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have given thanks. Father, we have read an altar of thanksgiving unto you, and we lift up praise and gratitude and thanksgiving unto you from this altar. We say thank you for all that you've done for us. Thank you for your mercy and your grace. Be exalted, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Lord, let your glory be made manifest upon everyone here present in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Our hearts are open to receive your word. And we thank you for your word today in the name of Jesus. I declare that the covenant of utterance is working and works today and forever in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I declare that the covenant of oneness with Christ is working and works today and forever in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we have given thanks. Now go ahead and shout like you know God is good. Shout! Amen. Please, you may be seated in Jesus' name. God has been good to us. Amen? I want to share with you very briefly what God said to share with you. Amen? One of the major reasons why people are ungrateful to God is forgetfulness. Forgetfulness. Many of us uh, forget too soon what God has done for us. We, we forget the goodness of God, but we remember... Our prayer points and prayer requests. We have a long list of the things we want God to do for us. And we complain about the things that we think God hasn't done for us as yet. But we are unmindful of the things that he's done for us. For example, the children of Israel at the verge of the Red Sea. They saw the mighty hand of God. And one moment they were thanking God for parting the Red Sea for them. 
And then <laughs> the other moment, another moment, they were at the verge of Mara. They were thirsty and they thought they would find water there, good for drinking. But they were surprised that the water was bitter. And then they began to murmur. They did not remember what the Lord had done for them at the Red Sea. They forgot. So you see, um, the memory of man, if not serviced over and over again regarding the things that you choose to remember, all right, is short-lived. It's short. The memory of man is not, doesn't work like hard disk. It works like the random access memory, RAM. Amen. <laughs> People forget too soon what God has done for them. But they remember for long, pains, disappointments, the things that didn't work, the things that are not working. And if you don't train yourself to remember what God has done for you and his goodness to you, you may never remember those things. So David in Psalm 103, look at it. He was talking to his soul, verse 1. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not, forget not all his benefits. Do not forget the benefits of God. If the possibility of forgetting the benefits of God is not there, all right, David would not have said, hey, my soul, do not forget the benefits of God. Listen, it is possible to forget what God has done for you, particularly when you're overwhelmed, roundabout by challenges. You're facing um, a crisis, a situation that you've been believing God for. It is very easy to forget the things that God has done for you, the things he did in time past, the victories he's given to you. And I want you to understand that when you forget what God has done for you and lose your reference point, there's no way you can go ahead according to God's purpose and plan for you. You cannot move on by God's will for you. Why? Because the reference point that shows you the path that you must follow in life is the reference point of what God had done for you in time past before coming to that point where you need God to show up again. You must remember what he did in time past and then you take your reference point from there and then God will show up again at this point and then you go further and he shows up and he keeps showing up again and again and then you see the goodness of God like a train of events, a thread of God's faithfulness all, all through your life, from A to Z. You see, you see, at that point, at that note, all right, you must remember what God did in time past. And then you take your reference point from there. That will bring you to this place where you enjoy the victory of God. And then you move on and you remember what he did. Again, in time past, you enjoy victory and you keep enjoying victory every now and then. Can someone say amen to that? That's how it works. David had killed a bear in time past. He had killed a lion. And then when Goliath confronted him, he knew he could kill him. Why? 
because he had done something similar in time past. Not necessarily a Goliath in that sense, but something that looks like it. You see, in life, there are reference points of failures and there are reference points of success. If you really want to keep succeeding in your life, you must not take your reference point from the failures of the past. You must take your reference point from the successes of the past. The things that God has done for you. Because every occurrence or every encounter that you have with God is a template for subsequent encounters. Is a template. So you must understand that you must never take your reference point from defeat. You must never take your reference point from failure. You must never take your reference point from disappointments. You must always take your reference point from victories, all right, past victories. Because you see, whatever God does, the Bible says, is forever. That means it's not only God's word alone that abides forever. Testimonies are forever. That means whatever God has done for you has the capacity to be replicated again and again and again and again with greater intensity. See? So, David took his reference point from the bear and the lion. And he said, the same God who delivered the bear and the lion into my hands will deliver you, this uncircumcised Philistine, into my hands as well. Glory to God. Amen. Reference points. Now, the truth is, there is none amongst us here present that does not have a reference point of God's goodness. Now, let me start. The basic requirement of and for thanksgiving, basic requirement for thanksgiving is actually having breath. Let everything that has breath do what? Praise the Lord. That's the basic requirement. That God made you, that you are his creature, that you are God's child, that you are born again, that you are alive. That is the basic requirement for gratitude, for thanksgiving unto God. You see, we thank God for cars, we thank God for breakthroughs, for jobs and all those things. Thank God for that. But listen very carefully. Always take your thanksgiving reference point from first principle. The basic requirement for thanksgiving is actually having breath, being alive. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. You may not have money, but you have breath. You may not have a car yet, but you have breath. All right. You're believing God for a wife. The wife hasn't shown up yet, but do you have breath? You're believing God for a husband. The husband hasn't shown up yet, but do you have breath? Okay. You're believing God for a job. You've not got the job yet, but do you have breath? All right. That's the basic requirement. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Now, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. One more time. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Now, you, you can praise God with your kokose. All right. But before you do kokose, your breath. Can you breathe in, breathe in? Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. I mean, the pandemic came and it is passed away. Hallelujah. 
for, as far as I'm concerned, it is passed away. Someone says, ah, are you sure? Scientifically, I know that I'm not doing science with you. All right? I'm doing the word. I'm doing prophecy. Praise God. Here you are, standing on your two feet. Giving thanks to God. You see, you survived it. You made it. I said you made it. You made it through the pandemic. Look at you. You're standing on your feet. Stand to your feet right now and shout hallelujah. Come and shout hallelujah. Now with your breath, with your breath, your mouth open and there's something coming out and say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I'm alive. And because I'm alive, I know you have a great plan for me. I know you have handled this. I know you have done this. And I'm giving you praise right now because I'm alive. I'm alive. Let everything that has breath come and shout hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, this was what Job knew that sustained him, sustained him in his trial. Look at what happened. The wife came and said, curse God and die. <laughs> he said, I know that my Redeemer lives. Now, I love God. You see, God redeemed us. But he didn't stop at that. He also redeems us. God healed us. He also heals us. God saved us. He also saves us. David said, Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless the holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives? He forgave, and he also forgives. Who forgiveth? Forgives. Can you put it in the NKJV? Who forgives? Do you see it? He forgives all your iniquities. All. Come and say all. Come and say all. Come and say all. That means the enemy has no ground against you. Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? All. He heals our diseases. Glory to God. And then he tells us in verse 4. Look at it. Powerful. Who redeems. He redeemed us. He also redeems. Amen. He redeems. Glory to God. He spoke and he also speaks. He did and he what? Does. I mean, God is, God is awesome. God is awesome. Lift up your hands and shout hallelujah. Sit down. Now let me bring this home to you. One of the reasons why, major reasons, why people don't give thanks to God is because of forgetfulness. They forget what God has done for them too soon. And when that happens, it colors their mind and their view of God. They begin to see God outside of his word. They begin to see God contrary to what God says he is. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 1 and verse 21, speaking of certain people, he said, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. 
neither were thankful, but became futile, all right, or vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Look at verse 22. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Verse 4. Wherefore God also... Now, look at it. Wherefore, as a result of this, because they were unthankful, God gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own heart to dishonor their own bodies between, between themselves. Verse 25. Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Look at verse 26 quickly. For this cause God gave them up to vile affections to for, for even their women did uh, change the natural use into that which is against nature. Verse 27. We're going to 28. Alright. And likewise also men leaving the natural use of the women, woman rather, burned in their lusts one toward another, men with men walking that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. Now, how do you retain God in your knowledge? Amen? Gratitude. Gratitude. Now, if you don't give thanks to God, what happens is this. You forget about God. God is no longer in view. You see, the murmurer cannot retain God in his knowledge, in her knowledge. Why? Because gratitude is what crystallizes God's knowledge, God's light, God's will, God's purpose in your heart. See? So that means if I continually give thanks to God, giving thanks to God, giving thanks to God, what I'm doing is this. I am servicing my consciousness of God. I am servicing my consciousness of who God is. Now, God is kept in view. God is kept in memory. I can see him. I can see his love for me. I can perceive his love for me. Glory to God. Why? Because I'm grateful to God for who he is to me and what he's done for me. It's that simple. Did you see it? This is how we retain God in our knowledge. Now, David said something very profound in Psalm 78, and I want you to see this. We start reading from verse 2. Psalm 78 and verse 2. It says, I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. What did they tell him? All right. It says, we will not hide them from their children. All right. It says, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord. How? And his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. That means we are going to show the wonderful works of God to our children. Why? Because this is how we retain God in their knowledge. We are going to praise God. We are going to tell them stories of how God gave us a bailout. How God delivered us from Egypt. How God parted the Red Sea for us. How God did marvelous things for us. And as we tell of these things, giving thanks to God, the memory of God, the knowledge of God is retained in Israel. 
Amen. I believe so strongly that every one of us ought to continually have a Thanksgiving service where you invite family and friends. Yeah, and you just share your testimony. How God picked you. You see, if you don't remind yourself of how God picked you from wherever I picked you from and give him thanks in light of that, listen, God will remind you. And you see, when God reminds you, that means you've misbehaved big time. He told David, he said, David, come here. Why did you do what you did? Why did you take your own servant, your servant's wife? You remember where I picked you from? From following the sheep, I picked you. And I made you captain over my inheritance, Israel. Can you remember? Praise God. Many of you now, you've mastered the art of doing business. You've read books. And now, the way you talk, hear some people, they they are fast and quick. Forgetting what God has done for them. Amen. They say, I don't know why some people don't know how to do business. See, you know, this has nothing to do with God. It has nothing to do with the favor of God and all that. This is just common sense. See, when you engage common sense, there's a way God brings you to, you know, you now mentioned God. You see, now listen, how do people forget where God picked them from? How? Number one, they are not thankful to God. Number two, they surround themselves with self-made people. They have friends that are self-made. I'm a self-made man, a self-made millionaire, a self-made billionaire. I'm a self-made architect. I studied. I worked hard. I labored for this. But don't forget that Paul planted, Apollos watered. But who gave the increase? God. The horse is prepared against the day of battle. But safety is of the Lord. Some may trust in chariots. Some may trust in horses. But we will remember. Remember what? The name of the Lord our God. You see it? Now, why do people forget what God has done for them? We just said it, number one, ingratitude. If you don't service this thing over and over again, all right, it will leave in no time. And then pride will set in. And people now begin to pride themselves in their own strength. You remember Nebuchadnezzar? You see, there's no, there's no attitude that people display that does not have a reference point in the Bible. Either pride or meekness. You have a reference point in the Bible. Look at Nebuchadnezzar. He said, my hand has built me this kingdom, this great kingdom. In fact, he was the only king that was called the king of kings. He had kings under him. Almost the whole world had been conquered by him. He was so powerful. And when he said that, The Most High God came to him and said, 
I will remind you that before you became king, your brain was not as as good as that of an animal. You know, let me tell you something. It is good to glamorize people who are successes. They have succeeded and you glamorize them. <laughs> Amen. Hello. But if you come close to very successful people, you will realize that men at their best are men. Men at their best are what? Men. They are still men. They are refined men. They are successful men. But you see, men at their best are men. Praise God. I met a billionaire, very successful man, very simple. Amen. Was eating bully and granite. Very simple man. Praise God. Do you see it? Bolly and granite. How many of us know bolly? Roasted plantain. Uh-huh. So some people say bolly. Which one is bolly again? Alright. Praise God. Very simple. Now let me say this. No matter how high up there you are, or you go by the hand of God, simplify your life. The way to simplify your life is to be a grateful person. Amen. I met a man, all right, the people that work for him in his house alone, they are not less than 12 in his house, servicing the house. Amen. And what he pays as salary. All right, monthly to the staff in his house alone is in millions monthly. And anytime they serve him, he will say thank you. Now drop it there and get out of this place. Amen. Because you see, ingratitude will seep into your attitude and then it impacts on your altitude. You see, ingratitude. When you feel like you are entitled to everything, the sense of entitlement, and you don't give thanks to God, you see, you begin to become, you know, uh, very harsh and saucy. You're now talking to people the age of your mother, the age of your father, anyhow. Why? Because you have money, you pay their salary. Amen. You know, so there was someone who was arguing with um, the, the waitress at a particular restaurant and they said, who do you think you are? All right. The person said, I'm sorry, sir. Shut up your mouth there. I'm sorry, sir. I can, I can buy you. I can pay for your parents. I buy your parents. I buy everything. I can buy, I can buy this restaurant. I'll purchase it. Now, when you see people talk like that. You know that they are getting close to where they came from. It's just, it's just, alright, they're going back. When God reminded David, you know where I picked you from? What he was saying in essence, if you don't behave yourself, I'll go back, I'll just go and drop you back there. Amen. 
Amen. Psalm 100 <laughs> and verse 2. I want you to see something here. It says, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with what? Singing. Sing. Singing. And then it tells us in verse 3. Look at it. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. No, you have to know that you are not God. God is God. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that made us and not we ourselves. He says we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Why? Because he made us. God, God made us. Now the fact that God made you removes from your life eternally. The possibility of being self-made. You cannot be self-made. Either you studied hard and all that. Who made you? Who made the brain in your head? Amen. Hard work is good. But if you don't recognize God and put him first, hard work will become hardship. And God says, no, that's not my plan for you. Recognize God as God. You see it? And then verse 4, it says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. So that means thanksgiving will be thanksgiving indeed when you know that you are a sheep of his pasture. God made you. You didn't make yourself. God created you. You cannot be self-made no matter what. You cannot be a self-made millionaire. It is not possible. And every man is accountable to God. So God told Nebuchadnezzar and said, Hey, I will remove your, your common sense and I will take you back to where you came from. Amen. Ingrates belong in the company of animals. He began to reason like an animal. And listen, the Most High God preserved his kingdom. It didn't occur to anybody that the king is not here. Let's overthrow, let's overthrow him. Let's take over his kingdom. The same God who removed the conscience. See, come on, say, come on, say God. I can't hear you. Come on, say God. I can't hear you. Come on, say God. Now, God told me something. He said, I am the owner of of your soul. You know what that means? That part of you that is conscious of you. You see, without the soul, you are not conscious of anything that you are or anything that you are worth. It is the soul that gives you consciousness of who you are. And that was what God altered in Nebuchadnezzar. Amen. <laughs> And he just forgot about himself, his worth, his passions, his, his love, his will, his environment, and he became like an animal. In other words, God touched his sanity. Do you know that sanity is of the Lord? <laughs> you know how much is in your bank account? Because of that consciousness in your soul. <laughs> and then when God was done with him and his consciousness returned to him, he, he composed this song. 
Jehovah, you are the most high. Yeah. Jehovah, you are the most high God. Come on now. Jehovah, you are. It was Nebuchadnezzar that composed that song. Jehovah. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Back to the subject matter. What empowers and strengthens your consciousness of God's goodness to you is thanksgiving. Did you see it? Thanksgiving. Now let me show you another scripture here in James chapter 1 and verse 25. It says, But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. It says, This man shall be blessed in his deed. Now look at it. The reason he's not a forgetful hearer of the word is because he continues in the word. He is a doer of the word. Are you following what I'm saying here? He practices in the word of God. Now, by practicing, doing again and again and again, he remembers the word of God. And so he acts upon the word of God. In the same vein, David said, go back to that Psalm 75, 78. All right, Psalm 78. Let's start the reading here from verse 4. Psalm 78. Quickly. He says, we will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he had done. We will not hide it from their children. And then he says here, verse 5, look at it. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them know to their, known to their children. Verse 7, verse 6, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children. Verse 7, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. Did you see it? That's, that's okay. So he says here, look, the reason we are telling of God's greatness and goodness to our children is that they may not forget the Lord. That they may remember the Lord to keep his commandments. In other words, when they remember that it is God that has blessed them, it is God that has kept them thus far, then they can give thanks to God the way they ought to and they can remember to do what he tells them to do. See it. He says, thou shalt remember the Lord your God. Deuteronomy 8 and verse 18. For it is he that gives you power to get wealth. How do you remember the Lord your God? Thanksgiving. 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 Praise God. Now, mostly you realize that in people's diary, if people are not careful, Mostly in their diary, you will see memories of bad occurrences. You just see the diary. The day that GD jilted me, it was 
a bad afternoon on a Monday at about 1 p.m. My mother just called me and broke a very good news to me about how they just packed into the, the house, the new house, our family house. And that day I was rejoicing. And then he came and broke this bad news to me. And told me, sorry, all right, forget the day we met. Assume we never met. All right, delete my number. All right, let's, um, let's just assume it never happened. And I can never forget. I wept. And you see, the bad thing was he didn't give me any explanation for his action or decision. I wept. I went to God. I prayed. I prayed. I prayed. But ever since, I have not been able to recover from it. Sometimes, I just catch myself praying that God will punish him. <laughs> but somehow, I recover from that again. And all right, and this same guy was my first love. Broke the thing through, and I thought that was it. I did everything to retain him. Even, you know, I went against my faith. The things I believed from childhood... I did just to retain this, this. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. I was just seven years old. My brother was five years old. When our dad walked out on us. And just left the house. And I, I watched my dad just was just leaving. No recourse to mercy, compassion towards us. And I made a vow in my heart that I would never marry again. For I mean marry rather the rest of my life. I would never marry. And since then it's been very difficult for me to get married. Anytime any guy comes close. That memory comes to me. And it's been haunting me ever since that time. Praise God. When was the last time you told the story of how you got born again? How God saved you? When was the last time you told the story of how you got filled with the Holy Spirit? When was the last time you told the story of your first breakthrough in life? Your first client. Amen. You know, when somebody came and said, hey, Pastor, you remember what happened? I said, I, I can't remember. You remember the other? I cannot remember. You see, memory is a choice. It's your choice to remember whatever you choose to remember. God says your sins and iniquity, I will remember no more. And that means, it doesn't mean that God is no longer omniscient. He knows all things. He says, but I choose to forget about them. I can never forget the day a policeman slapped me for doing nothing. I was angry. All right? And ever since, I became bitter. Against the force generally. 
policeman, name it. Now listen to this, beloved. How long are you going to keep remembering the bad things that happened to you? Amen? Do you know you can exchange that memory for positive things, good things, the goodness of God, and choose not to talk about those things anymore? You know, listen very carefully. Let me tell you something. Beware of friends that remind you of your ugly past. Beware of people that always talk to you about your wounds, your pains. It's someone says, well, when we discuss our pains, we connect. No, we become miserable. <laughs> discuss your victories. Yeah. Amen? And someone says, well, you see, there's a way widows connect, you know, with widows. And, you know, poor people connect with poor people. And, you see, listen very carefully. hopelessness is in fellowship hope is in fellowship hopelessness is in friendship hope is in friendship listen very carefully if you are not careful the kind of friends you keep you will be ungrateful to God without you knowing it amen my wife knows the things that I don't discuss, I don't talk about. Darling, what about? Mm. But, but at least we've recovered from let's talk about freely. No, 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 no. Amen. We can give thanks to God about those things for the victories, but discussing wounds, pains, disappointments, I'm not interested. I don't do it. He says, remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. For behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will make a way where? In the wilderness. But if you are tied to your past, still remembering the former things, all right, you cannot see what God has done for you. See? Did you see it? Have you been disappointed in time past? You can forget that disappointment. You can forget about those things that had been done against you. You can forget about them. That's the truth. Amen. I said amen. Now, this is how the mind works. Look at it. The mind only minds what you give it to mind. Whatever you focus your mind on, that is what it will mind. That's why it is called the mind. The mind, that which minds. Did you see it? If you keep talking about it every now and then, it will mind it. It will will capture it and process that thought. It will assimilate it. All of a sudden, your countenance will change. When you hear that name, Jide, don't mention that name. Jide, nonsense, Jide. Nonsense, Jide. And your husband that is coming is actually Jide. That's your husband. You know, but the bitterness is still there. And then he says, what's your name? I am Jide. Oh, I'll see you tomorrow. They have come again. All right, now listen very carefully. If you don't recover from your pains, when people of destiny packaged by God in the similitude of people that had wronged you in time past, when they show up, 
you will suppose them for those wrong people. And you see, good things don't come in the package that you expect. They don't always come in that package. That's why you have to see, forget your pains and give, say, give thanks to God. Don't remind me, eh, remember when, no, 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 I don't. He says, remember not. If God says, remember ye not the former things, don't think about them. I say, former things, gone for life in the name of Jesus. They come to mind, I pray in tongues. I say, Father, I thank you because you've forgiven me, you love me. And never talk about, ah, I remember when I used to. Ah, I used to. I, I used to. I used to. Amen. Talk about who you are now. Talk about what God is doing in your life right now. If you are going to remember the past, remember the past in light of what God has done for you. The testimony of what God has done for you. The victory from that defeat. The victory. Talk about the victory. Amen. There are many people today, they can't see the future that God has prepared for them because they are prisoners of their pasts. See? They are still in chains and shackles. And they, they can't move forward because they are still thinking about the past, the past, the past, the past, the past. Pastor, you don't know what I have been through. I suffered. Well, it's, it's, it's time to enjoy now. I said, Pastor, see, see, I have suffered. You don't know. Ah, I have really suffered. My parents suffered. Our family suffered. In fact, we were, we were known for suffering. All right, okay. So what has the Lord said, Let me tell you about my past. I just said, listen, listen. That is bad image for you. When the first time, you say, that's, some, that's the same thing with some, some ladies all right, see, let me tell you so that you know who you are getting, you know, involved with. I've aborted 20 times, so. And is that the first? See, listen very carefully. You have spoiled your reputation. You don't talk that way. The Lord said to me, he said, whatever you don't want people to believe about you, don't say it to them. People will perceive you based on your words, what you are saying to them. If I come here and say, ah, ministry is very difficult to, ah, yesterday I borrowed money from architect Orenuga, and then I, I went to Pastor Shola, I borrowed money from Pastor Shola, ah, I've been suffering. I've not been able to pay the school fees of my children. I, I mean, ah, but let me pray for you, God will bless you. <laughs> you see, like, <laughs> pastor, pray for, you better pray for yourself first, that prayer, that prayer is good for you. You see, sometimes people don't know these things. You just go and be saying nonsense before somebody that wants to help you. It feels like, ah, I wanted to do business worth 100 million with this person. I don't think this guy can handle 200,000 naira. The way he just spoke. Okay, you know what? Um, my schedule for this month is very tight, very busy. I will see you next month. You see, why? Listen very carefully. You just spoiled your reputation. See, unbelievers understand these things. How, how, do, they, how do they capture girls? Uh-huh. They, will psych, they will psych the girl now. 
See, let me tell you something. I, I, I'm not blowing my trumpet, but I, I can tell you that I have been faithful. If you're looking for a faithful guy, you just met one. I will spoil you with faithfulness and love. I will overwhelm you. And the lady says, read my lips. I'm telling you what I'm telling you. What are you telling me? Read my lips. <laughs> and then he said, hmm, hmm. And I've been looking for a faithful man. <laughs> you see? It is called packaging. It's, look at it. Look at movie. Movie, the storyline is not the reality of life. But they will act everything out to tell you that that is how life is. And you believe it. Amen? You cannot, you see, you can't meet someone and say, eh, I just wanted to connect with the person. You know, sometimes we connect through our pains. No, we don't. We don't. You see, when you connect with someone based on the person's pain, all right, it's a painful connection. You see, let me tell you something. Faith comes by and hearing by. So, how does faith come? By hearing God's, 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 I can't hear you, God's. Now, if the Lord appeared to you and said, I'm the Lord, I have struggled all through eternity to retain this title. (laughs) But I want you to believe me. I will help you. Even if I struggle to help you, I will still help you. All right? Somehow you feel like, okay, I think I need the real God here. This is not the real one. Amen? You see, trust is premised on performance, positivity, assurance, integrity. Amen. Now, you see, some women, they, see, they tell their husband, they say, do you know that I may be useless? I may not be the woman meant for you, but, you know, somehow, I'm still your wife. Now, let me tell you something. You just finished yourself before that man. Somehow, it would take God for him to cleanse his perspective of you, to be able to see you as his able wife. I don't discuss challenges with people. I tell them testimonies. Amen? This is the point. When you begin to give thanks to God, listen, give thanks to God because you are out of that challenge. Thank Him because His hand is able to pave a way for you where there seems to be no way. Thank God because God's hand is working in your favor, bringing people your way. People that matter. Give thanks to God. Don't say, you know, I'm hopeless. I'm this, I'm that. No, don't talk that way. Say, I'm blessed. blessed. I can't hear you. Say, I'm blessed. blessed. Louder. Say, I'm blessed. blessed. (laughs) Louder. Say, I'm blessed. blessed. Louder. Say, I'm blessed. blessed. (laughs) Glory to God. There was a minister who was sharing... His testimony, how God, you know, gave him a breakthrough in ministry financially. And then he said that for years, he would stand before the people and he would talk to them about how poor the church was and how things were not working. 
for them. Amen. And somehow the faithful members in that church believed that their church was a poor church. So their offerings were poor. You see, let me tell you something. It is not trying to win people's sympathy that would make them to help you. If you come to a place and in that church people are talking about needs, lack, poverty, you just look around and say, I can't give more than 100 naira here offering. But you know there are places you go to you feel like, ah, the goodness of God is in this place. I, I should give 10,000 naira here. I should give 50,000 naira. So for years, it was, it was talking ill of the church and it got to a point. There was a woman in that church who had money, had currencies. The children, all her children are based abroad, so they send money to her. Western Union. Amen. Hard currency, the money was there. She would get the money and then she would keep the money there. Then something happened. One day, this minister was speaking with another minister. And then the minister said, how is the church doing? And then he started complaining. The minister discerned that the, 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 the struggle is actually with the pastor. And then by impartation, he came on the church. I'm not a struggling pastor. And then say, well, well uh, we, you need to help us. If you don't help us, we may die in this. No, 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 no. We live by God. If you give an offering, it is in your own interest. For your own good. He says, give and it shall be given to your pastor. No, it shall be given to you. So what's it? Why use? You don't pity the pastor or the church. You give. You just give. So the minister told him and said, Hey! I see your problem now. This is your problem. You see, if I were your church member, the way you just spoke to me, I can never give an offering in your church. Amen? And then he said, if you go back to church, talk about the goodness of God. Talk about how God has helped you. Talk about his goodness, his loving kindness, his faithfulness. And then tell the church that you are blessed and they are blessed also. So he went back, he did just that. And for the first time in many years, it occurred to that elderly woman in church that she had some money in the house that the church would need. And so she went, she packed all the money and she had two buses. Packed in a house, in a compound. She, she just, it just occurred to her that the church would need one of these buses. And so she packed the money, she took the bus and went to church and came to pastor. He said, For the very first time when you were talking, it just occurred to me that the church, you know, needed money. I said, and you've been, I've been saying it since. He said, It didn't occur to me. It did not occur to me. Amen. And that was how the church stepped out of poverty into abundance. Amen. Let me tell you something. Have you noticed that those who seek the pity of others 
They stay in the zone of begging. Do you know that's what beggars do? If you give a beggar one millionaire now, he will not stop begging. True? He will not stop. Because in his mind, he feels that ah, this thing is really profitable. Just by begging one millionaire. Let me intensify this begging. So that this is good business. Hello? You see, let me tell you something. Discuss your victories. Talk about your victories with people. Don't talk about your pains. Amen? Don't let people start seeing you in light of your pains, the things that you've been through in time past. You may feel like, well, it's a way to connect with people. No, it is not. It is not. There was a woman in a particular church, not this one, lost the husband, so she became a widow. And then uh, there was another woman that came to her and said, look, I'm a widow like you. There is an association of widows. All right. Would you like to join? We comfort ourselves and all that. And she said, well, I would like to discuss with my pastor before joining. So she went to her pastor and discussed with her pastor. And the pastor said to her, look, look up, please. I understand that you can connect with those people because somehow all of you are widows. But what it does is this. It puts you in an association of imprisonment. You are imprisoned and caged. So somehow, you cannot see the possibility of getting married again. How old are you? She said, 42. You still want to remarry? She said, yes. She said, if you join them, you will never be able to remarry. You see, there is comfort that cannot solve problems. What kind of comfort? You know, you know, it happens to everybody. Such is life. Have you heard that before? Okay. That kind of comfort is, uh, you know, let's just keep managing. The Lord will soon come. All right. When he appears, we'll be caught up. All right. We'll forget our sorrows. And so somebody is preaching now. God gives you hope now. He helps you now. He says, no, in the world to come. Are you from seeing here? So the pastor told her that. And she reconsidered a decision. All right. So she told the elderly woman and said, I'm not interested anymore. All right. Um, whatever um, prayers you want to pray for me, just go ahead and pray. But I'm not going to join that association. Praise God. Amen. Now let me tell you something about associations. If you belong in the association of the poor, the day you, you get a breakthrough, you will see envy. Amen. <laughs> you will see that they will, they will eject you from their midst. Why? Because, you see, you are, it's, is it not the association of the poor? Now you are blessed. How can you be part of that association? It cannot happen. So you see, you are generating enemies for yourself. I always tell people, when God begins to bless you to a particular point, all right, you have to change your neighborhood. If you don't have enough Bible sense to change your neighborhood, you will see, you will see animosity. 
Is he the only one here? He'll just be walking like this, like a proud person. It's like, like he's the owner of everybody here. And, and, he, and the man walks humbly. You see, no, like this is the way he walks. I guess. <laughs> there are some friends that cannot go with you to the next level. We're talking about being conscious of God's goodness to you. <laughs> Forgetting the past. Amen? I said amen. amen. Oh dear. Let me not say that. Alright, but let me say something to you. Get this. When you do not manage your association well, Certain people that shouldn't come into your life will begin to come into your life. And when those people come into your life, they generate what is called strife. Strife. And when strife is generated, it affects the flow of the blessing. I'm quoting something now for those who understand what I'm saying. Amen. Someone was saying something, well, I wanted to come and see you. He was telling my wife, and uh, I just want to come and see you. And then I said, you know that that person can't come to a house. Amen? I said amen. Now, let me tell you something. Amongst the brethren, there are certain things we can handle. Amongst friends, there are certain things they can handle. People who cannot handle your level of success, don't let them into your life. Life is not only about fighting battles. From one battle to another battle to another battle. There are battles that are meant for you. You fight them. The victory is yours already. Say amen to that. But there are some battles that are unnecessary. You don't need to fight battles all your life. Are you following what I'm saying here? Glory to God. Let's get back to, to this. this. This is powerful. <laughs> now, understand this. This is very powerful. When you practice thanksgiving again and again and again, is one way of raising an altar of memorial to God and memorial to you, to your soul. That memorial is a memory of God's goodness to you is a way of servicing your consciousness of God. Maintaining that, you know, rich con- consciousness of God that is so powerful. Anytime you are giving thanks to God and you do it again and again, you are conscious of the goodness of God. You are conscious of His loving kindness. Your life will be flooded with light and revelation of God's plan, God's will, God's greatness. You see God. You look around, you see God. You cannot see what the enemy is trying to do. Praise God. Amen. And the best way to deal with the devil is is to ignore him. Ignore him. Amen. Ignore him. You cast him out and ignore him. Praise God. And 
consciously don't mention his name before God. Alright? Don't say, Father, I thank you because the devil has not been able to destroy my life. No, ignore him. Did you see it? Ignore the devil. Turn to your neighbor and say, ignore him. Ignore him. I can't hear you. Say, ignore him. Ignore him. Louder, say, ignore the devil. All right. Louder, say, ignore him. him. Louder, say, ignore the devil. devil. All right. You ignore him and call his bluff. Ignore the devil. Praise God. Say, Father, I thank you because I have the victory 24-7. Father, I thank you for your goodness to me. Father, I thank you for your favor. Father, I thank you for saving my soul. Father, I thank you for helping me. Father, I thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you because you have paved the way for me. Father, I thank you for this year. It's a great year for me. Amen? You know, Bishop Francois, look at Father and the Lord was ministering um, at a particular convention and I was invited to um, just grace the occasion with him. He invited me. So we're there. And then we're counting, he said, at the time, he said, we have just 36 days to the end of the year. It took God six days to create the heaven and the earth. Six. And then he says, the six days on top of the 30. That was what God used (laughs) to create everything that you can see right now. He said, now think about how many six days do you have in 36 Imagine what God can do in 36 days. Now, how many days do we have left to the end of the year? Amen? 32, right? 32, right? Including this day. This day is not over yet. 32, yes? Talk to me. 32, right? Now, imagine what God can do in 32 days. I was sharing our testimony, all right, during the pandemic, just in nine months. All right, God gave us the ministry prominence to minister to people, the number of people that we've been able to minister to in the past nine months, all right. We were not able to minister to them from the very first day of the ministry to 2019. From 2007, amen, to 2019. Did you see that? Amen. I mean, we are ministering to people now in tens of thousands, and then the ripple effect is now in hundreds of thousands. Did Did you see that? In just nine months. Someone sent me a message. <clears throat> he said, I know you're anointed. I have not prayed about this matter. Just speak a word. Speak a word. Amen. <laughs> and it will be done. I said, uh, he said, say something. If you cough on it on the matter, it is settled. Just say something. And I went back to my closet. I was giving thanks to God. The way people write down prophecies on morning dew, 
like they are writing it from the book of Isaiah. And then they write it down, write it down. And then when they are sharing their testimonies, they quote the date, what was said, and how it happened. Oh dear. Hallelujah. That is what we are meant to remember. People call from Canada, they call from Ghana, people call from the US, from Australia. Amen. Hallelujah. People that I may never meet one-on-one the rest of my life. Now, what am I saying to you? Listen very carefully. If you will shift your gaze from those negative things and focus on the goodness of God, you cannot give thanks to God as a good God and then the manifestation of God to you is contrary. Are you following what I'm saying here? And I told myself, I said, this is still November. All right? Now, December. You, you, don't, you don't know the lineup of breakthroughs that God has for you. There's a, there's, there's a massive lineup. <laughs> listen, listen, it's, it's time to dance and rejoice. Listen, someone say, ah, you don't know who the pastor Hey! It's time to thank God and rejoice. Hallelujah. Why? Because, listen very carefully, God can turn that situation around in your favor. Hallelujah. Someone had a massive, you know, growth in her womb, fibroids. Massive. And the word of the Lord came. Woman here, your fibroids in your womb, it's gone. And she touched it, the thing disappeared. Had disappeared. She went to the hospital to confirm it. There was no fibroid, there no growth anymore. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. <laughs> there was a man who was working at a particular company and um, he was there just, you know, as a temporary worker. Because he was really very good at what he does. His so-called colleagues teamed up against him and pushed him out of the company. And then there was a word that came that where you have been rejected, you'll be accepted. Amen? And there is a higher position for you there. He believed it and gave thanks to God. Hallelujah. Few days after, they were looking for someone to take the role of a supervisor over those guys his former colleagues. And so, they checked online and they saw his CV there and they called him. And they discovered that it was the guy that was there. It's the guy that, was, that had been there with them in time past. And so, he came for the interview. He did well. And he became supervisor over his colleagues. Hallelujah. So, when he got there and he was giving them instructions, they were looking at him said, this is your role, this is what you are going to do. I'm changing your job specifications. I'm doing this, and this is what you are going to do. No, 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 this is not, no. This, and then they were looking at him. Just imagine Joseph, the prime minister of Egypt, and now Potiphar and Potiphar's wife are now subjects of Joseph. 
And then he says, Potiphar, no, no, I'm changing. You are not going to command this. You are going to do this. And, and Potiphar will raise Joseph. <laughs> amen? I said amen. <laughs> a beloved one sent me a message, all right, some years back. The word of the Lord came to him that he was going to get married in one week. Yes. He said, eh? <laughs> I said, I didn't say it. God said it. And he believed it. Are there people who can believe God here? Look at a virgin, a virgin that had not known any man. And the angel of the Lord said, look, you will conceive and give birth to a child. His name shall be called Jesus. And she believed it. Without the help of a man, she believed the word of the Lord. And he believed it himself and the wife are based abroad now in the U.S. And he believed it. And the Bible tells us that blessed is she that believed. For there shall be what? A performance of those things that were told her from the Lord. He believed it. And then the wind of the spirit began to blow. Now I've seen things though. He got married in one week. Maybe he's listening to me right now. In one week. In a week. I perceive in my heart there are people here before the end of December you would have changed levels at least twice. You believe it? Let me hear your resounding amen. You believe it? Let me hear your resounding amen. You believe it? Let me hear your resounding amen. The way to go is to show gratitude to God, to be thankful to Him. Hallelujah. Amen. I said amen. Now we're going to dance. Okay? Coco said, Now, you know, one of, one of the things that, you know, is working for you amongst many other things is your heart of gratitude to God. This man is a grateful man to God. He's a grateful man. Amen? Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. And the way to show gratitude, see, let me tell you something. Take, take an offering and say, Father, thank you. Give God an offering. And say, Lord, I'm giving this and put it into, putting it into the treasury of your house. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Now, we're going to dance in two, three minutes. I want you to dance and show gratitude to God and then take an offering. You know, at Finest Worship 2020, I so danced and danced and danced and danced and danced and danced. I was just dancing, rejoicing before the Lord. Why? I was just so, so grateful to God. So grateful to God. You know, when it was time for offering, I took an offering. Something good and I gave it to God. I said, Lord, this is a memorial before you, that you've been good to this man. Forget your pains. Forget your sorrows. 
Amen. God has taken care of them. Can someone say amen to that? It's time to begin to give thanks to God. To begin to give thanks to God. Hallelujah. Thanksgiving. 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 Glory to God. Are you ready? Come on now. Are you ready? Now take an offering. Take an offering. Take an offering. I think we'll do the normal... Can we dance forward? Uh-huh, we can. We just put the basket there. We'll dance forward and just drop the offering. This is the way we're going to give our offering. This is for church. Church offering. Take an offering. All right, then you can transfer the offering online and then still dance. Glory to God. We see, we're going to dance and rejoice before God. Give God thanks. Give God thanks. Amen? Give God thanks. <laughs> Hallelujah. The almighty God. You can drop them here. All right. Give God thanks. Give God thanks. Give him thanks. Hallelujah. Give God an offering. Something good. Something good. And dance before God and rejoice before him. Dance before him and rejoice before him. Can we start with a dance? Come on. Don't wait for the song. You are good. You are kind. You are God. You are merciful to we will lift up your name. You are wonderful.
Oh, yeah, for so 